right, we're back. Ultimate Fighter Season 27, Episode 6. Finally, finally, the man gets to fight. And uh, unfortunately, he lost the fight. But before we get into the fight, you know, we're going to talk about all that, the emotions, you know, what transpired during the rounds, you know, uh, everything, right? But before that, let's talk about um, Dulani Perry and Tyler Diamond. And in the episode, I guess they know that they're going to fight each other, right? Because they're the only ones left. Yeah. So Dulani, he goes out and he's trying to, you know, create some he's trying to create some hype right yeah right basically and uh luis pena and joe janetti don't really like that too much so i seen you were in the middle of it because once they started to kind of get physical you kind of stepped in and uh what was it what what, like they're not gonna fight though right all right did it seem seem like someone was gonna fight and they know that. They weren't going to fight. Like, you heard Delaney say it. He's not going to throw away his chance for that. And I knew that as well. But at the same time, it's like, all right. The, the reason I tell people to stop things like that is not so they don't fight. It's so they don't embarrass themselves. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, man, just leave it. Like, don't draw yourself into this argument right now because you know neither of you are going to be able to do anything at the end of it. Right? Like... As much as it's reality television, it's not the real world. You know what I mean? Like, in the real world, if, if half of those conversations were, were said and some of the things that haven't been shown on the show, someone would have to act. If someone was to say, oh, I'm going to shoot you in the face, eventually in the real world, someone has to act or else they're going to get called out on the act. Over there, well, no one can really do anything about it. No one wants to lose their dream or, or anything like that. So when they kind of say it, they know it's, it's make-believe. So they kind of have fun with it. But the reason I wanted to stop fights like that was for that reason. The, the fight was kind of taken out of context. You know, like, they, they showed what it is, but it was taken out of context. Delaney's always saying, saying things like that. Like, he was trying to say, you know, like, this isn't, uh, martial arts. I'm not a martial artist. So I'm I'm living in the real world. But Delaney himself knows he's not living in the real world. You see that when he speaks to the camera, he, he knows exactly what he's doing. He's thought of, pre-thought what he's doing. I'm not saying he's acting, but at the same time, he, he knows he, he knows what type of game he's in. Um, I I think that Joe and and especially Luis got drawn into that game. Um, and and it was working. Like you know, you could see it was affecting. Uh, Luis and, and Joe's time in the house. And the reality of it is this. Delaney was never going to fight them in a cage anyway either. They were in different weight classes. So those fights were never going to happen. So obviously, those guys are going to kind of talk a bit more shit to each other because they know, know they'll never get their hands on each other. But um, the fight was taken a little bit out of context. It was actually a lot worse than what they showed. Um, production team had to get involved with the fight as well. Uh, a, lo- a lot of worse things were said. Um, but like, obviously it was a half an hour fight that they got to fit into like a minute or two minutes. Um, you know, but the tough house is weird. That happened one night, the next morning, everyone was kind of like sitting around and eating together again. Like you're going to get everything's really quick in that house. So, um, they eventually patched up and you know, everything was cool, but then they blow up again then they patch up then they blow up. It just keeps happening. It's like a relationship in that house. 
Yeah, it's almost like you guys are in prison or something. You can't get away from anybody and it's like a it's like a five deal with it. It's like a five star prison. It's a five star <laughs> prison. We gotta bunk down with people. You know, me me and Jay Cuccinello shared bunk beds and Kyla and Delani were across from us. Um, you know, we were the, me and Jay were the more mature ones. Delani and Kyla were the, the immature ones, but our room was pretty cool. You know, um, during that fight, Tyler, he was just, he didn't say anything. He was just, like, chilling. He didn't even care about what was going on, it seemed like. Well, well that's the thing. Like, I think that uh, Tyler didn't really realize, like, he realized Delani was trying to get under his skin. But, like, uh, Delani wasn't exactly provoking Tyler too hard. Like, he, he was saying things, but he wasn't saying them too kind of Tyler. So, Tyler was just chilling. You know, and, and kind of not doing anything. Me and Tyler were cooking in the kitchen. We were getting ready to eat dinner. And, like, we were just kind of sitting around. And I don't think Tyler thought too much into it. And I didn't think too much into it either when um when Delani kept talking. Because I'm like, oh, this is just usual Delani, you know. And then when I kind of just heard the voices being raised between Joe and Delani, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Joe's biting, you know. A lot of things like that happen. If Delani was talking, people, like, kind of let him talk in the house. Like, it was just like that you know guys had their attitude and we expected it from him so he was like that that barking dog yeah but in, but in a good way like as much as they're showing the bad reactions that he got like a lot of times he was saying more funny things and he was saying more like the gangster things he was always making jokes around and making those statements and uh he'll, <laughs> if you lived with delani he'd grow on you it's hard to hate him for too long well, you, I think you needed someone that would be able to make fun of Delani. You know, like when he starts to do all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, we never, I think if anyone took the piss out of Delani, it was, um, it was Jay. Jay was always, always taking the piss out of him. There is so much funny shit that I'm hoping gets shown in the next couple episodes, man. Yeah, it's, it's you know, like every week... It, the episode's coming out, you know what I mean? And it doesn't really seem like they're showing everything. There's got to be more to this show. Like, there's got to be more. Like you said, Gunther should be in the show. They didn't. They showed him last episode, but he was just begging Dana White to get into the fight and get get the you know get back on the show. So yeah, I'm surprised maybe because I, like I was there for six weeks, so I got to experience everything and see everything. Um, so, and I, I would even think to myself, how are they going to fit all of this into this time frame? Um, I think that they're trying to fit it all in, um, while at the same time, uh, showing a lot of us, I've, I realized in this season, they, they've made it a lot about the fighter. Mm. Um, they've made it a lot about the fighter and, um, like they put a big emphasis on, on us, like in our personal lives, what we had to do to get there and stuff like that. Um, rather in Previous seasons, they've shown the house more. I think if they shown the house more this season, it would be just as entertaining. Like, they're, they're trying to hit an angle, I guess, you know? Well, I don't think it's working too well because you need to have some balance. You know, you do have to show the yeah. fighters, but you have to kind yeah. of give some controversy to get people to talk about what's actually happening with everybody. Because some of the guys, you never see them on the episodes. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know that Alan Zuniga guy was even in the show. Uh, I forgot that he was even in the house sometimes. <laughs> Where did he come uh, from? It's like he's like he's like that guy 
that he's he he's like that guy on the couch on half baked. Like you don't you yeah yeah he's yeah, there, but you don't notice him. Like he just wakes yeah up yeah. Yeah, Alan just would pop up every now and then. He doesn't speak any English. Like, no Pablo English at all. So I think that he doesn't speak nothing, right? So I think they're probably making a whole... We've said that they're going to make a whole series of the Ultimate Fighter for him, for, like, Costa Rica, and make it just him talking the whole time. Just talking uh, shit about everybody. Yeah, because like, the whole time we didn't know what he was saying. We didn't know when the camera was on what he was saying. So we're like, this motherfucker is talking shit. He's talking so much shit about us. He hates us all. Yeah. That would be hilarious if they did make a separate show for him. And every episode they showed, it'd be half of him just talking shit about everybody and what they're doing. Yeah. And it just seems like everyone's scared of him because no one talks about him. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. But, uh, yeah, man, like... You know, Pena, he's injured, so he's not on the show. Um, like, you got Jay talking to Dana. You got Gunther talking to Dana. So you got some guys going in and, like, taking the initiative and asking Dana, like, hey, I want to get back on. Uh, do you think they deserve that spot? What do you think about people losing and getting a spot? I think someone has to be there. Like, someone's got to be there to take the opportunity competition like this someone's going to be able to take the opportunity um and like it's weird because it's obviously battle of the undefeated imagine if an undefeated uh like if a defeated person came back and won it it's like oh well, are you really defeated like you know and then would the like the the slogan of the show change to uh records don't matter or i don't know like how is it going to be played then like because it's got to have a storyline yeah. um this show has to have a storyline, and I'm I'm just thinking to myself, what would the storyline be? It would be? Imagine if Gunther came back and won the whole thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, what happens then? I don't know. I think that um, if someone if someone goes for the opportunity, if someone gets the opportunity, they got to take it with two hands. Why not? You know, like a, that's what a fighter is there for. Even in defeat, they got to come through and, and they got to try and fight again. But. Um, at the same time, it's all, it's, it's, it would be a bit weird to come back into a competition. And uh, that's how I felt about it too, uh, when anytime anyone asks about it. But um, I can't say too much, obviously. You've got to yeah. kind of see the next episode. But, um, but yeah, the story, the story continues. <laughs> Another question that I have is about Luis Pena. He's injured. Mm-hmm. Why is he still at the house? Because we had the option to stay at the house if we were injured. Like, they said that we could stay. So, Luis just stayed to chill and just hang yeah. out and shit, basically. <laughs> pretty much. He fought early and just chilled out the whole time. Um, which is a pretty good vacation. But he was still, like, trying to train and shit. Like, he, he was – he got his moon boot on after a while and he was trying to train, you know. So, um, respect to him, you know. For sure. Now, let's get but to the um... – if, if, Luis, if Luis didn't fight – I think if Luis didn't fight, he would have got sent home and someone else would have got bought in. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had the alternate ready as well in case that, ha- that happened. Um, it was actually someone that I know. Anyway. Um, but yeah, they had the alternate ready in case a lightweight uh, didn't fight. So, uh, yeah, when he fought, they just said they'll keep him in the house because they weren't going to bring anyone else back. They were like, just going to bring... Gunther or another lightweight or another 45 back. 
another thing that I saw is like leading up to your fight, they showed the other team, Team Cormier. They were training at the Performance Institute. Do yeah. you guys train a lot over there? Uh, once a week. Okay. Once a week. Once a week, um, we got to go on uh, Wednesday nights. We got to go to the Performance Institute and use the facility there in any way that we needed to. So that was pretty cool. How was that place, man? Is it like awesome. Disneyland? It, yeah, man. It, it's like it, it's a fighter's dream. Like you want to walk into a gym like that and just have all these resources, um, and it's great. You know, they've even got like sleep pods and stuff. We even snuck into one of the upstairs rooms and started playing with the PlayStation. You know. I um, I played I played a Stefan Struve versus Stipe Miocic, knocked out Stipe Miocic again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was cool. I'm gonna move my positioning. All right. Yeah. Give us a little tour. Yeah. So, oh, right now we're in the gym. Hey, is right. Vince there already? Huh? Vince? Nah, he comes here next week. All right. Yeah. So here we got him coming out. Probably he'll stop uh, stop com complaining about being fat and we can keep him thin while he's here. All right, now let's get into your fight. You know, the game plan going into this fight. What was it? Because you were injured. Your knee was jacked up. Yep. What were you trying to do in this fight? Were you just trying to go for the Hail Mary? Is that what you yeah. were going for? <laughs> fight. <laughs> um, so... The whole time that I was in the house, the whole time I was in the house, I had it set in my mind that I was fighting Tyler Diamond. Um, I, the whole time I said I was going to fight Tyler Diamond, and the coaches as well agreed with me. That was always the game plan. Um, and that's what I was kind of training for. I was training for someone who was going to come, who's going to try and swing hard overhand at me, try and take me down, try and work me. I was going to get back up. I was going to work. Anyway, I had that set in my head, and I'd been working on that. All my striking, a lot of stuff, I worked on that. Um, when we decided to fight Ricky, was on the day of the wait uh, of the um, of the announcement. So before that, I, all I thought was, "I'm fighting Tyler. I'm fighting Tyler," and that's all I was getting told. The day that it came down to it, um, they they brought me in and they go, "Hey, we want you to fight Ricky," and I'm like. Okay, well, and, and there was a lot of parts of that that they didn't show as well. When I was explaining, I was like, you know, I had it set in my heart that I wanted to fight Tyler, not that I've been training to fight Tyler. Like, that's, that's everything that I've been doing for the last couple of weeks. It's everything I've been working on. Um, and they're like, we just think that with the injury right now, it's, it's better to take this fight. And at the end of the day, you know, they're coaches for a reason, and, and you gotta, you've got to back them. And I said that at the start. I'm like, no matter what happens, you know, you've got to trust the people who are trying to help you. Um, so um, I just agreed with them there and, and went with it. And then, and then my game, I didn't really have a game plan, you know. Uh, it just so happened that I was like, oh, fuck it. I, you know, I can't be too – if I overthink this and try and go technical and point fighting and trying to figure out the strategy in the two days that I've got. Because we've got announcement one day, then weigh in and fight. So I've got two days – I've got one day of training. You know, one day of training to, to figure out Ricky. So I said to myself, you know, I feel like my, my back would be against the wall there, so I've got to go in there and fight. I wanted to take the fight to him, and he did well too. Every time I kept trying to throw that last punch, he was gone. He was gone. I'd hit him with the first one. He'd be gone by the second one. He'd be gone by the third one. And then sometimes when I'd catch him, he'd, he'd just regroup and clinch up and work on the cage. And 
he's a smart fighter and, and he, he, um, he, he earned the victory no matter what. Like, it is what it is. I don't make an excuse for, like, a game plan. I'm not going to make an excuse for, like, any injury or anything like that. It is what it is. He, uh, he was the better fighter that day. And, um, you know, uh, I'll be back better for it. One thing that I uh, noticed, and we never talked about this, every, every episode up to this episode, I noticed that you were drained. Like your face yeah. was sucked in. Like whenever you did like little interviews in the previous episodes, I noticed that every time I noticed like, man, his voice is, his voice, you could tell your voice was different. Were, yeah. you, were, you, were you like depleted? Like most of the time, you're while yeah. you're in the house. To, to be honest, I, I think I think I made I made a big mistake. I think I I I stayed too strict on myself. I, I should have just let myself go a little bit more. So I started dieting as soon as I got back to Australia. Uh, it takes me to make featherweight. It will take me a solid like ten days of clean eating. 10 days of clean eating or like two weeks, I'll say max. Clean eating, I can make featherweight very easily. For me to make bantamweight, I, I think I need about like f uh, five or six weeks to do it like healthy, you know, uh, to make bantamweight. I started dieting because I thought to myself, oh, uh, I'm going to have to fight multiple times. I don't know in how long. I'm going to keep my weight down. So I just started dieting and trying to sit within like, two, three kilos of my weight, which is really low compared to what I walk around at. Like a lot of fighters are very secretive about their weight and, and stuff like that. I walk around pretty heavy, but I, when I have to diet, I don't starve myself. I, I diet down and I get my, my weight down. And um, I, I stayed at a low weight. And then when we got there, because I was in an uncomfortable situation and, and I'm getting different foods and stuff like that, I started being like extra strict on myself. And like, I think I just, I dieted for too long. I think that that's why I was getting so many injuries. Um, I think I dieted for like six, it ended up being like 16 weeks straight. Uh, I was dieting like a strict diet to keep my weight low. And the worst part, I could have gone lower. Like I, I was trying to eat some days and, and not like go higher, but I was trying to be like, oh, I'm, I'm at, I'm at a good stage. I can, I can have this, you know, but. I just overdid it. I overthought that part and I made like a big error there. You know, uh, I think that, that that's like something that you learn from the competition as well, like going away and, and seeing things like that. I made a big, big mistake there. Do you think that that kind of, you know, affected your cardio and your performance when you started? No, um, no I, think, I think it affected uh, not my cardio. Um, or anything like that. I think it's mentally. Do you think it was draining for you? I think it was just mentally draining. I wasn't. Yeah, I think it was just more mentally draining than anything. I hate dieting. I hate like eating well. Like I'm always eating bad, but uh, just doing it for that long and it just sucked. I just hated it. Like, it, yeah, it was mentally draining more than anything. I won't use it as an excuse for anything else. I think oh, that that's and it's it's not an excuse. It's just like, hey, it it is what it is, man. Like, if something happens and it and it, and it depletes your performance, it's 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 it is what it is. You know, what I mean, every nobody but, wins every day. Yeah, it sounds silly because like I, I'm not. I was the lightest in the house. 
I was end up for the longest period of time. So I could have like started eating more and keeping my weight up. I just I was trying to be super disciplined when it came down to that stuff, and um, like my my obsession kind of became too much with keeping my weight low and always being ready because. I wanted, like I said, I wanted to be ready to fight at any stage. I, I was calling for the first fight. I just wanted, when my name calls, I didn't want to think about a weight cut. I didn't want to think about jumping in and getting like 10 pounds off, 15 pounds off. Some guys in the house were cutting 20 pounds, you know? So uh, I didn't want to think about that. So I just overdid it. And I, that's the reason why I got so many injuries, I think. Yeah, I think maybe that's why you're like calling, you know, Tyler out so quickly, you know, maybe that's why you're like, hey, I need to hurry up and fight so I could get back to normal. Did you think Yeah, man. Like, I, I needed that. I just needed, I, like, I was ready to fight for so long. Like, I was ready to fight the, the day that I got to Vegas, you know, I, and then two weeks later, you know, we, we had in there, we didn't go into the house straight away. I was ready to fight the first week, second week, so I was ready to fight the whole time. And because of that, I just took it too far. Big mistake that I learned from. Ricky Steele, he, he's, like, he's like a, like a Wonderboy Thompson style of striking, right? Except for he doesn't yeah. have the knockout power. Well, he hasn't yeah. shown the knockout power. But he, is, uh, he has that slick. He's slick on the feet. You know, he can slide side to side quickly. And it showed in his fight against you. Uh, but you did catch him with a lot of counters in the fight. And he said that when he got hit with one of them, it cut him and it kind of rattled him to where he 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 saw three of you, which was kind of crazy right there. He he said he said he this is something like he said multiple times to myself. Like he said it to to everyone. He fought that fight and he doesn't remember half of it. Like he he said he goes I I remember nothing. You know he goes after you hit me he goes I was an autopilot. He goes I was fighting for my life and um. It's actually something really good that he said because it shows exactly how good he, Ricky still is. It shows that even when he doesn't remember, he doesn't feel like he, – he doesn't even remember what was going on in the fight. He was still able to use his skills like that he's learned throughout his whole life. So he, his body was in autopilot that whole fight and um, he still beat me. Um, so it's, it's good for him, you know. He was still able to – Still able to fight. Obviously, it wasn't enough to um, it wasn't enough to beat him that night. Now, the front kick to the face did that hurt you a little bit, or was it just like you ate it like a tic tac? Yeah, ate it like a tic. Honestly, didn't, uh, people have asked me, did that hurt? And I said no. One thing, he hurt me one time in that fight. Right, he hurt me one time in that fight, and that was when he kicked me in the body, and I rubbed my stomach. Uh... Yeah, he, he, he kicked me in the stomach and I tensed up. And I, I remember when I felt my stomach, I, I just, I felt the tense. And I just tried to like wear it off and like throw again. But he actually like took the wind out of me for a second in that. Yeah, yeah he, that was a, he hit shot. you with a lot of uh, pretty solid leg kicks too throughout, that, throughout the round. Yeah, in the second round, I started checking a lot more. Um, I checked a, a few more of his kicks and then he start, uh, stopped throwing, you know. He, he, got, he got a lot of good kicks on, but he just wouldn't stop moving. That was like the hardest thing, that fighting Ricky Steele. He wouldn't stop moving. He would never let me set. He would never get like engaged into the, into the brawl that I wanted to drag him into. Mm. He would um, just, every time I'd come to draw him in, he would 
he would be circling the cage, circling the cage, circling the cage. And um, he was just very aware, very aware. Do you think, you know, when you were going for takedowns and your knee is not 100%, it's not even close to 100%, it's probably like, what, 20% at that time, maybe? You guys, you, you guys will see how bad it it was. Oh, so there's still more to come about there's still, there's still more to come. Okay, then, there, we, then we don't want to talk there, about that. That's why I tell people, like, you know, like, there's more to come in this show. Um, from myself and from Ricky and from Luis. And there's more to come from a lot of us. Because um, yeah, Ricky's foot might be broken. And he was talking about he can't see normal he can't see normally like his his vision have, is they, have, they, have they shown the did they show the preview of the next episode no i didn't see that oh, I didn't okay yeah i don't think right. so so yeah i haven't heard anyone talk about the preview to the next episode yet so if you see the preview of the next episode it should show you like a bit of yeah what's happening like the aftermath for it now, before you walked out to the cage, before the fight, you know, you're sitting at those doors. You know, you've seen so many people sit at those doors, man, like world champions. Yeah. Eventually become world champions. They're, they sit at those doors. They kick open those doors and they go out and fight into that, in that cage. What were the emotions like when you were about to step out? Man, I remember when I – I'm getting nervous talking about it now. Um, uh, I remember when I put the gloves on. And I, I realized, I looked down at the gloves and they said UFC on it. That, that was the moment that kind of hit me. Um, it wasn't so much when I, I walked to that door. It was the moment I put the gloves on and I looked down at the letters on the gloves. That, like, it still sends, like, chills down my spine thinking about it. But, um, you know, getting, when I was back there, I, I was just ready. You know, I was, I was happy at the same time. I was just, I was ready. I was just trying to clear my head of anything that, that, um, that was like in my, I was trying to forget about my knee. I was trying to forget about everything else. I was just trying to go in there. I had other little injuries as well. I was just trying to go in there and do what I could. And um, like, I don't know. It, just, it, it was surreal. It was surreal. But it was like when I watch back on it now, it's like I, I'd seen it before. Like I know I was there, but like, it was like I seen it before. I envisioned it before I even got there. You know, like I'd seen that moment so many times. I didn't see the way the fight turned out like in my head like that. But up until the walkout and stuff, you know, I, it was everything I, I pictured. And, you know, it was good. I, you know, I would just wish I, I wish I won. Obviously, I'm hurt by the loss. But, you know, it is what it is. got to move forward from it. After the fight, you know, DC is saying something to you. And then you walk away. You seem like you're very emotional about, you know, losing, of course. Anybody would be. Uh, how, like, what happened after that? Because they didn't show you after that. They, you know, they usually show everybody, but they only focused mostly on Ricky because he's injured. I, I was surprised they didn't, to be honest with you. Um, they would have had me crying. Um, and they did have me crying on camera, so I thought that would get shown. I was like, ah, oh, man, they're going to have that. But um, I went into the back. I put my head in my towel, and I just cried. And, you know, I got a little talk to from, from the coaches. And, you know, and then as soon as that talk is finished, I picked myself up and I walked into DC's change room and Ricky was there. And um, first thing, as soon as we seen each other, he stood up and, and we just hugged each other and thanked each other for the fight, you know. And then um, 
You know, I said, you know, if I was going to lose to anyone, I'm happy it was to someone like Ricky, who's like a close friend of mine in the house. We were having breakfast together, like the morning of the fight. Uh, we were talking the morning of the fight, you know, like having casual conversations, the day of our way in, everything, you know. Um, but when we got to the gym and we separated, it was just, it was, it was a battle, you know, like I thanked him for it. And the whole DC, like DC team kind of embraced me. I know that like most of them didn't like me and stuff like that. And, and you know, I just thanked everyone for like being a part of my journey. I thanked all the coaches like from Team DC and everyone like that. And um, they all kind of came in and embraced and like gave me a hug. And, you know, uh, Luis uh, came up and he told me he was going to cook for me that night. He was like, oh, yeah, my man, I'm going to cook for you. Whatever you want tonight, I'm going to cook. You know, like, so it was cool. You know, the, a lot of the fights, no matter what happened after, like, even if there was, like, little tips, most of them brought us, like, pretty close together. Yeah, the, you know, the respect is there. People seem to respect each other. But then a couple of days later, they're back to fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a relationship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? It's the up and down. It's the up and down. Um, now... Of course, the knee, they're going to show that more as you go. Um, the guillotine. Yeah. Was that close or was that just something you... No, 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 no. He, like, I just turned the wrong angle when we turned back on the cage and his head just popped out. Mm -hmm. So, I, I, like I said, I need one second to snatch a submission. Like, that's how I am. Like, I, I, I take my time. You see, when I get people down, I'll take my time. I take my time. Um, and I get the submission I want. But all I need, really, if, if I'm in a situation like that, is one second. So he went, he, we were on the cage, he threw an elbow. When he threw the elbow, I looked up at uh, Dana White and I made a face at Dana White. And he was looking straight at me when I hit that elbow. You'll see me look up at the camera and I like kind of smile and said something. And then he grabbed a single leg. I went to hit a butt drag. When I went to hit the butt drag. Um, I snatched his neck because I felt him coming back up. Now, when I pulled guard, it was only because I wanted to readjust if I can draw his head down. Like, uh, so when I pulled guard and I was standing, you see, I looked up at my coaches and I was like, I'm aware of what I'm doing. I'm not burning my arms out right now. When I felt like I, I was like, you can't see in the camera, but I'm readjusting my hands under his chin a little bit more. And then I let go of my guard and I had my grip pretty tight now so I was pretty confident that I can start wearing my, uh, my like the blade of my wrist in a bit more as I started doing that I kicked off the cage and went to press in when I pressed in I pressed in the wrong way I should have moved to my left again instead of moving to my right and that's what helped him pop his head out but if you see the moment he pops his head out uh, I swung two big punches and I actually caught him with two big hooks and um, caught him with two big hooks and he staggered back and I hit him again and I seen it in his eyes he was hurt and then I, I went to swing again and, and stupidly I fell into the clinch and got him up against that cage. I should have kept my distance and picked my shots. But again, like a mistake that I've got to learn from. For sure, man. Now next week, you got uh, Richie Smolin versus Alan Zuniga. Yep. What do you think about this? Because both these guys, this is the first time the show has shown them. Uh, Richie Smolin's the number one pick on the show and people are forgetting about him. Exactly. Like... Richie. He was the number one pick. Nobody Richie, even thinking about him. Richie was a super quiet guy. Like, super, super quiet guy. Um, 
But me and Richie were like really friends, uh, really good friends. Because even at the tryouts, me and Richie became friends and we hung out in the house, me and Richie. It was actually me, Richie and Ricky who were always playing pool together and stuff. Um, and, you know, so I was really close to, to Richie, um, who was on Team DC. And then there's Alan, who hasn't been shown much, and he was on my team. And I didn't really – I speak to him. Like, I think he told me once that he likes Reebok. That's about it. Like, that's all he said in English. He goes, I really like Reebok. Um, so, uh, it's a weird fight. But, like, two unknowns that um, is going to have an Ultimate Fighter first on the next episode. This has never happened in Ultimate Fighter. Man, it's it's interesting because nobody knows who they are because we forgot about them. And Again, I tell you, you haven't seen the preview to the next episode, but you'll see what I mean about this fight when uh when I say you gotta watch the next episode. For sure, for sure. Um, other than that, man, like it covers everything. Uh, hopefully, you don't go full like uh full crazy. For the next few episodes, you know how that happens sometimes where the dude fights and nah. they lose and they do a full crazy. And I'm the same person before, uh, after a win or after a loss or whatever it is. I'm the same person. That's why everyone's like, "Why are you promoting us so much?" Oh, that's why we thought you won because you were so happy about it. No, it doesn't mean anything. We're in a professional sport. Uh, we need to be able to talk about our losses just as much as our wins. You know, but either way, they're remembered for a reason. You know, so. Um, I don't shy away from anything like that. Uh, if someone asks me a question about it, I don't shy away from it. You know, it is what it is. It's another learning experience. Uh, when I get into the UFC and I fight, you know, I'm gonna win some fights. I'm gonna lose some fights. You know, I believe in myself that I, I could go pretty far um, in the 135 or 145 pound division. Um, but you know, I'm never gonna go undefeated in there. I'll lose one time and then I'll, I'll speak about that loss more than anything. And I'll enjoy that loss and then I'll come back into the gym and I'll train again and I'll win next time. Oh, so you're, you're possibly going down to 135. That's, that's Oh, yeah. That's going to be uh, interesting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because I can, I can diet properly and have a plan and like do everything. I fought at 135 before. Um, when I fought at 135, I felt my, my best. You know, I'm 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 a I'm a big 135er. I'm not a big 145er by any means. Um, so yeah, yeah. They you know, need them. That's, they my, need that's them. my plans, bro. That's that's my plans. But like, I I still, you know, I gotta win the Ultimate Fighter first. For sure, for sure. You're never out of it, man. You never know never. what's gonna happen. Yeah. All right, Suman. Thanks for your time, man, and uh, I'll catch up with you next week. No worries, bro. Thanks, Apes.